Hey everybody, it's A here Mew from Geek Moms Co. It is 12.30 here in Chicago. It is August 13th on a Sunday. The weather is pretty decent here in Chicago. And for this episode, we're going to do a deep dive into your online hacks that you can do so you don't have to invest and get in a website for yourself. So a lot of people debate when they first start a business on whether or not they need to get a website for their brand, for their business, or a personal website. And to keep a long story short, like I'm on the side of hold off on getting a website until you have solidified your services and your products, until you have solidified like your foundation, for your business, your model, like how you're going to generate revenue, solidify those things. Also validate the problem that you're solving for. Validate your solutions. Validate the target audience that you want to reach out to. So that way, by the time you do invest in a website, you're not wasting your time, your effort, your money on this really expensive project and it's not giving you the results that you want because you had a certain level of, of expectations that the website was supposed to fulfill for you when really there's these key steps that you have to take before getting a website. And not only like do I just know that from, the, from um, me being in that industry, but also I know this from experience, from constantly buying new domains, constantly building up my website only to have it like taken down or not being used or things completely shift later on. And even now, like as I look at Geek Moms Co, me kind of taking my own advice, knowing my business model, knowing my business structure, knowing my mission and what my goals are for the next three to six months, my website doesn't even match with all of the goals that I have that I need to start executing. So there's a lot of pre-work that you need to do before investing in a website. So why do so many people think that they need to immediately get a website? So the first thing it does, it helps you become more credible. When you are a business owner where you're selling a product or service, people want to see that service or product and see how it will help them. And having a website quickly gives your potential leads that credibility of, oh, this person's legit. If a person says, oh, my website isn't up yet, when that conversation happens, then people immediately think like, oh, something's wrong. Why don't they? They immediately think, why don't they have a website? So having a website helps create that credibility when the occasion arises and people want to see your work, you're able to give them a place where your work is sitting at. Also, it allows people to research you and research what you do without Googling you because the last thing that you want to do is have somebody, which is something I have done to other people, I go to their personal Facebook page, I take their name, or whatever brand they they're trying to own and I google it and your results of what people are searching for may vary like if you search geek moms code right now I don't even think the website pops up first I think our Facebook our I think our anchor app 
our anchor station pops up first, our podcast, then our Facebook, then our website. As a matter of fact, let me test that theory out now. I am searching on the computer. So let's see. Geek Moms Co. Oh, not dot com. Oh my god. Okay, let's see. Geek Moms Co. So when you do a Google search, okay, so yeah, the luckily the website comes first, then our Instagram, then our Twitter, and then our Teachable account, because we have an account on Teachable. And then our podcast. So that what that is what comes up for us. If people don't Google your business, they're going to Google your name. And whatever comes up is whatever comes up. And then the third thing is you want to have that one-stop shop where people can go and know everything you do. So what are some of the cons? Like, what are some of the, the bad things that can kind of happen when you decide, okay, I want this website? So... This is kind of the reasoning behind why I say there's a lot of pre-work that you need to do before you even get to like website stage. Because the cons is immediately the cost. You're going to be spending, depending on which route you go about it. I can say right now, if you go the DIY route, which is the cheapest route, you're going to pay at least minimum $12 or $10. I want to say 10 to like $15 on a domain just to say go to www.geekmomsco.com. It costs me $12 just to have that domain per year. And then you're looking at where you want to host that website. And when you're going for hosting, you can have the CMS platform like Weebly or Wix or Squarespace that kind of does the hosting into the whole process of building out the site. Or you can go the route of actually getting a hosting company, buying that hosting, connecting your domain to that hosting, and then placing a CMS platform like WordPress on top of that hosting. So there's two different routes that you could go through. And if you're going the DIY route, and if it's your first time around, building a website you more than likely it'll be easier to go through the full package where you have the cms platform and the hosting in one the squarespace sites the weebly site the wix i think there's uh godaddy has like a drag and drop feature that turned into like a website builder those type of platforms vary on where you go to like i heard for weebly it's Weebly is one of the cheapest options, but you have to pay annually. So you're looking at, I think, $250 up front to pay for a Weebly website. And even once and once you pay for it, you can't even do as many things as you think that you can do. Like you're really limited to whatever they provide for you. Where if you have WordPress, there's many ways to work around the tool of the CMS platform to kind of get what you need. So if you're looking at things like Squarespace, Weebly, Wix, you have to look at whether you're going to pay annually up front or if you're going to pay by month. And if you're paying by month, you're looking at anywhere from $15 to $30 per month to keep your website up and running. And then with hosting, it depends on who you're hosting through for the more robust uh, route 
you have to pay a certain fee for hosting, which can range from, again, $20 a month, or you pay the annual fee, and then you have to do the work of putting the CMS platform on top of that hosting. So there's many costs that come into building this website, and if you hire somebody to build your website, then you're looking at minimum hundreds of dollars to do it, especially if you're working with um, a a dev or a designer that's kind of like a freelancer, like they have their prices, but if you're working with a company, a small company, or you're working with a, a, a more experienced freelancer, you're going to be looking at minimum $1,000, $1,200 just to get that website built. And if you need something really, really big, then we're talking a couple of grand. I've seen people spend 10 grand, 15 grand on a website built for their small business. So the cost can be, you can start off pretty decent, pretty uh, affordable, but then depending on what you need, it can turn into a super large, super heavy type of robust website that's going to cost you a lot of money. And if you don't have everything aligned right, all of this work can be done. All of these expenses can be incurred. And then it'll be all for nothing because nothing was really validated or you didn't have the right strategy for people to see your website right away. So cost is a big, big, big thing that goes into why people don't get a website right away. So another kind of getting a website or at least, and I won't even say like it's a kind, it's just something that you have to consider when it comes to dealing with building a website is the content. Getting the content on your website takes a lot of time and it takes planning to do. Like you can't just throw a bunch of stuff on a site and expect it all to mesh well. Believe me, I have tried. Like Geek Moms Co, and this is one really bad habit that I have because Geek Moms Co Co is more than just me building websites for people. There's a lot that I have to put on a website in a certain way for people to fully understand what I do. Because I don't want people to walk away with with the thought of, okay, I just build websites and that's the end of it. Geek Moms Co is more of a platform. And like, we, we create this platform for entrepreneurs because... Again, we want people to grow and get ahead of where they're currently at. And when you think of a platform, it's something that you have to to walk up to, step on, lift yourself up, and then see what's on a new horizon and like move forward with it. So our website has to essentially be the door for that platform for people to go through. So if if is not captured correctly, then I kind of failed in my own message and my own branding. So when you're thinking about building your website, you have to think about, again, that message. What is that key message that you're trying to tell people? Again, for us, our message is to have that platform for other entrepreneurs to kind of embrace tech kind of bootstrap themselves into the world of tech, like see what they need to get, what resources they need to get to move ahead, learn about those resources and move forward. You have to figure out what your message is and figure out how can you express that message through a website. 
Are you going to do it through your images? Are you going to do it through a video? Are you going to do it through the words that are displaying on your website? All of that stuff has to be planned out. All of that has to be written out. Are you going to have five pages? Are you going to have one page? Are you going to have 20 pages? That is stuff that you need to kind of figure out. And another con when it comes to building websites is it does take time. The quicker it is, it's probably like, I won't say the quicker it is, the worse it is, but the quicker, I understand people love to have instant gratification. That is a thing. But when it comes to building out these websites, I tell, I usually go about this two different routes. Either we could take our time with it and flush out everything that you need. So by the time it's done, then there's not too much upkeep that you have to do, which is another con when it comes to websites. And I'll talk about that in a minute. But um, the route that I like to go with my clients is to go through the MVP method, which is basically the minimum viable product. What's the minimum thing that we could put out to your audience, to your customers, where they can where they can take the actions that they need to take to buy your service or to buy your product. And if that's just a landing page and collecting an email, then that's just a landing page and collecting an email. If they actually need to see your product, click it, add it to a cart and go, then we will build that out. The whole story behind them purchasing a product, the whole behind the scenes, the whole Instagram, like social media feeds, like all of that is not necessarily needed for a customer to buy a product from your website. So we start from that MVP and move forward from there. So another big thing is the upkeep and we'll hit on that in a moment. And another kind to having a website right away is the upkeep. Keeping your website up to date, not only from a software perspective, but also from a user perspective. Like I talked about it a bit before, whether it was here or through Facebook or Instagram, but a website has to go through seasons. And a good example is Target, Walmart, Family Dollar. They update their sites regularly, probably every day. But if you look at it in terms of seasons, when it's Christmas time, what do you see on the website versus what do you see when it's summertime? If they have a particular sale, what do you see on the website when they have a sale versus when it's just a regular day? Um, Another good example is recording artists. Recording artists, they they don't update their sites every week or every day like retail does. But when they're recording a new album, their website changes. When they're, when they're working on a new project, they update their website. So if you're more of the services or if you're doing, um, if you're in that same industry, whether it's art or music, if you're working on new projects, your website needs to reflect that project that you're working on. If you have events, you need to update those events and your website. 
And to update that stuff takes a lot of time. And that time costs money. Like if you if you if your rate is $120 per hour and you're spending a good six hours updating your website, like it takes a lot of time. And if you are in the wrong stage of building out that website, if you do it too soon and things are changing, your business model is changing, your um target audience is changing, like even your services, your products are changing. If so many things have changed since you have originally did your website, by the time you have to update it, it's going to be an overhaul. There has been many situations where I had clients do a complete overhaul because what their website was being used for before is completely different from what they're trying to do now. And that overhaul again takes like a really long time to do because you have to you can either update it one page at a time one element at a time or you could just wipe the thing out completely and then start over from scratch so with all of these things in mind it kind of there's no set time where you can say okay this is the point where I need a website so it's kind of like a feel like you have to feel for it. You have to play it by ear, sort of. Like Once you feel like you're in the right spot where everything is there and you just need to get it out to the world and you want to have that one spot to get it out to the world, then go for it. But if you're still like questioning things and you're like, okay, I have this idea, but I'm not sure about it and I'm not sure how we're going to go about this. Like that will be one of those moments where you need to wait a little bit. Like if you have a solidified name, I I do push people. If you have your licensed name for your business, where it's on paper that this is the name of the business and like, if you don't have a clue what you're going to put on the website, that's fine. But the one thing I do push for people to do is to buy that domain name buy your domain name so that way you can hold on to that because things do get taken up right away um i think before we were geek moms co we were we're legally geek moms and company but um our luckily our domain was available and we were able to grab it right away but we went through a lot of trial and error. Like first we were Chicago, Chicago Art Life Media. Then we were Geek GeekMeTechLife.com. Then we were GeekMeCo. And then we were finally GeekMomsAndCompany.com. I got feedback on that and decided to go way shorter. And I wanted to do GeekMoms.co. That was taken. So I ended up just doing GeekMomsCo.com. Which I thought was redundant, but... It turned out to work out in my favor. So I will say, get the domain name if you have the business. So let's say you don't, now you don't have the website. You might have a domain name, but you don't have the website. And now you're like, okay, but I want to still get my stuff out there. So let's dig into the different ways you can get yourself out there without having to invest so much into a website. So let's start with the simplest thing first. So whether you're this is good if you're not even if you're not in business and you're just you just need something for yourself like this is my resume this is who i am there's different ways that you can go about creating that landing page for yourself or that quote unquote online resume for yourself 
immediately the first thing I would say is to you utilize LinkedIn. A lot of people sleep on LinkedIn and even myself, like I was avoiding LinkedIn and Twitter like the plague. Both of those two things, I just, I couldn't do it. It was driving me crazy. I was just staring at my phone for hours and I couldn't figure it out. But look at what other people do and don't just look at other people as, okay, I see them posting stuff and I'm just going to keep scrolling past. Like, look at it from a business perspective and almost flip your head into thinking, what if I was Richard Branson or what if I was Gary V and I'm posting this stuff? Like, why am I like almost you have to think about like, okay, why am I posting this? And then look at the engagement that their post is getting. And and you kind of have to think to yourself, okay, how can I get that for me? Should I just be randomly posting links out there for people to see? Should I be trying to connect with every single person that's out there? No. You should be looking, like you you can look at LinkedIn almost like a new territory, but it's kind of the same thing. At the end of the day, it's the same thing as Facebook, except a lot of people aren't posting kittens and like um, fights and like whatever is on Facebook now. Like you, like I would say, definitely look around. Look at what the other other people in your industry are doing, the other developers, because people are looking for that. People are gonna look at your LinkedIn, especially if you're applying for other jobs. So if they know that your life is about tech, or your life is about marketing, or your life is about coaching, you can post different articles or or just write a piece in your LinkedIn about your industry so people can know that you're just not applying for a job. This is something that you constantly think about. This is your craft. This is something that you're building on. And when you put that out there, people see you. People will see it. And then the engagement, because so many people hate LinkedIn, the engagement that you will get will be organic engagement. It will be people authentically wanting to see your content and not just liking it to like it. So I would definitely say utilize LinkedIn and then also get a about me or about.me or get a splash page that kind of holds all of the stuff that you do on your different social media channels and just have a little description about what you are essentially about and what your mission is and what you're trying to accomplish. So LinkedIn and then getting the simple landing page. So for those of you who fall into the e-commerce side of things where you want to sell your products online, but you're overwhelmed with the daunting task of building out a website, there are hacks around it. So there's the good old Craigslist route that everybody likes to mention. Um, And I don't mean actually going on Craigslist. Like there's ways that you can do transactions online with other platforms. There is Facebook. Facebook launched like a while back their new tool where you can go to their marketplace or seller place, whatever they call it. And you can sell items in their marketplace and exchange it for cash. And then there's also actual apps. There's apps like Let It Go that you can go to upload a picture of your items that you are selling and sell products that way. There's the eBay route where you can actually go to eBay, sell your stuff on there. You can go to Amazon 
and sell your stuff on Amazon and have people go to Amazon or eBay. And in those cases, like I know it sounds like another Craigslist type of thing, but with trusted names such as eBay or Amazon, people that will give you a little bit more credibility in you selling your product. And I know there's even stores in Chicago where they have a brick and mortar location in Chicago, but they utilize Amazon to sell their stuff nationally. The textile, the textile, I think it's the textile discounted, textile discount outlet. I'm looking it up on Google now. Yeah, so the textile discount outlet here in Chicago, I go to them for like all their fabrics and stuff. If you want to buy their stuff, you actually have to go, oh, it looks like they might update it. Wow, I lied. Sorry, I just looked at their website. A, long, a while ago, they, in order to buy their products, their stuff, their website will usually direct you to Amazon, but it looks like they finally updated their site. If not, I was going to send them an email right after this segment <laughs> and say, hey, I can update your website. But it looks like they finally updated their website. It looks like I can rec- I recognize... I recognize the font and their checkout. They are using Squarespace. So they've used, it looks like, well, maybe, I don't know. Their icon for their cart looks a little different. So let me look. Yeah, this is a Squarespace website. So they use Squarespace for their stuff. So there's there's Amazon, there's eBay. Also, if you are more along the art side of e-commerce, aka you make jewelry, you're selling art pieces, um, you're selling handmade furniture, any handmade goods, you can also go to things like uh, Etsy. Etsy is a good place to go to for e-commerce, but in the beginning of the world of Etsy, it used to be really great to um, sell your stuff on there, but then it became a little bit oversaturated um, a lot of the larger companies started to create accounts and say that their stuff was handmade so then they took a lot of the client base because they sold a lot of handmade quote-unquote handmade stuff for a lot cheaper so you kind of have to pick and choose where you can go from there if you do decide like okay forget it I need a website Shopify is a good place to start they do allow a 14-day free trial, um, but just know with that free trial, you are limited with the type of templates you can use for your website. And then there's other places like Shopify. There is, there's Big Commerce, there's Square, there's a lot of different e-commerce DIY websites that you or DIY uh, CMS. Sorry, I gotta. I don't want to use too many uh, too many words to make it overcomplicated. There are other sites like Shopify that is a um, content management system with combined with hosting that allows you to add yourself on there and display it as your website. There we go. <laughs> Sorry, I got I got way too complicated for a second. So yeah, so if you are in e-commerce, there are shortcuts that you can use without actually building out a website.
I Chloe's. So if you are trying to teach or coach, there are different hacks that you can use where you don't have to fully build out a website, but you can still get your content out there. If you are teaching courses, Teachable is free and Thinkrific or Thinkific, Thinkific, I, I hate pronouncing the second one, but those two platforms do the, essentially do the same thing. With their free trial, you can put your courses out there and people can pay for those courses. I have used both. Um, I have used both and they're pretty easy to use. It's just a matter of having your content ready to push out there. I think I did for Teachable, I put out a course for MailChimp, I put out a course for taking better photos in crappy places, and then I put out a course for Canva. My MailChimp course generated revenue. Um, it took a really long time for me to get it out there. Like I think it was three weeks that I kept saying, I'm gonna get my courses out there. Even now I'm supposed to get more courses out and I've just been so behind on these courses. But for these courses, you actually need to come up with a curriculum. You need to come up with your list of how you're going to put this stuff out there. And when you finally get out there, you can build up your email list. You can charge people for the courses that you're putting out there. And even if you're not doing courses, you can also do things like webinars. With webinars, there are a slew. There's a whole like smorgasbord board or whatever you pronounce it. There's a whole slew of like places that you can go to where you can either do free webinars or you can do paid webinars and there's many different strategies you can go about this you can either put up a link where people can pay you $15 $100 $200 whatever you're going to charge and you put this link up through PayPal or you can just have people pay through PayPal or have people pay through cash me or Venmo or all these other cash apps that they got out there and once people pay you you collect their emails and then by the time you want to get that webinar out there all you have to do is send it send your link to your webinar out to everybody that you want to send it to so that way when it's time for you to actually launch your webinar people are there and they're ready to see you and hear what you have to give them so tools for webinars there's zoom a lot of people I know use zoom and then there's one called free conference call where you don't have to pay that one you can use that I think I've used I can't I think I use zoom and for zoom it's free for the first 40 or 45 minutes and I think it was 40 minutes and I remember because I did a free webinar on the pretty website and it cut me off right when I was getting to like well, not to think of it, but right when I was like wrapping everything up and trying to like put in my information out there, it cut off. There's also Fuse, GoToMeeting. There's also Skype. If you really want to get down to it, I've seen coaches utilize Skype and that's how they talk to their clients. They don't have a website. They, they talk with people one-on-one. -on -one. They meet them at meetups or they meet them at networking events and they connect with them on a human-to-human -human level. And then when they are you know, at their working at their homes or working from wherever, they use Skype or they use Google Hangouts or they use the Facebook. Even Facebook has a video feature where you can call people via video. So there's ways to go around even the face-to-face -face meetings if you are a services-based business. Also, if you um, 
are going to do the website route. Um, I've seen people connect their domain to Teachable. I've seen people, you know, build, if you're going to do the DIY route, if you set up your stuff through uh, WordPress, you can use things like Moodle. You can use, I'm using LearnPress, but the styling, I will warn you, you have to style things by hand to make it look right. Because I think on our website, which is courses.geekmomsco.com right now, and I'll even call it out there, our stuff is so broken on that website, I gotta fix it. Under the Canva course, you can see how thick and huge our stuff is. If you are listening to this podcast by tomorrow, that thing might completely change, but the styling is something that you have to fix on that. And then on Squarespace, you can do membership on it. So with Squarespace, I mentioned memberships. So there's a way, if you do the DIY route, if you use Squarespace and you want to sell something like courses, what you can do is have protected pages on Squarespace, which I'll probably do, I'm trying to think right now as I'm even saying it out loud. I'll write this down. I will do a free video and I'll probably talk about it. Either I'll do a video or I'll do a podcast talking about how to do a Squarespace membership site. Because what Squarespace does is um, they have protected pages, but you have to protect those pages with a password. And if you trust your audience, then that's a good route to go where if people pay you a certain amount of money, you give them a password, they have access to these pages with that password. If you do not trust your audience, that password is probably gonna spread like wildfire. You might have to change your password every day. If you're really popular, you might have to change that password every hour. I don't know. So there's a hack with Squarespace where if you wanna protect your pages and on those pages, you can put your videos and do a whole bunch of videos on what you wanna teach. You can go to member space. It's Squarespace, but it's just it's it's like Squarespace, but it's member space instead of Squarespace. And for five dollars a month, they can create a membership based website off of your Squarespace site. Because I know the reason why a lot of people move from Squarespace to WordPress Word sorry, from Squarespace to WordPress is because they want to create more of a membership type of website. And member space is that solution for those who don't want to fully export your website from Squarespace to WordPress membership membership I'm so tongue-tied member space allows you to keep that Squarespace website but allow you to have the same functionality of a membership type of website so I am taking a note where I am going to do a video on how you can do that and um So yeah, so that's pretty much some of the hacks that I have for those who want to teach courses and they don't want to build a website right away. If you are teaching courses that are in person, the way around that is you can either do meetup.com, but meetup.com I think is $19 a month 
for you to set up an account for meetup.com and you can do a event bright you can either do an event bright page or a splash that page where people can see your page on meetup.com if you are selling tickets for an event you add a link to your next event and that link will take people from meetup.com to eventbrite or whatever you decide to use and on eventbrite people can pay for that event so that way you get paid for the events that you are hosting if you want to have a site where or if you want to go around the route of people pay ahead of time for you to do something you don't really want to deal with all these different types of profiles like you don't want to have an eventbrite profile and a splash that profile and a meetup.com profile you can use dabble.co that's d-a-b-b-l-e dot c-o and with dabble.co you can put out your course and or put out your class put out your workshop put out whatever you want to put out there and people will pay for it on the dabble.co site and then you can teach your event and I think back when I was doing hair braiding I set up my account for hair braiding for teaching other people how to do hair how to do hair with braids and french braids and all of that so that's how I ended up learning about dabble.co and you could put up your teacher's profile you could talk about um how many workshops you have, if it's for beginners, if it's for intermediate people, or if it's for experts, and you can just put that all on dabble.co and people will pay and book their spot for you to teach your class in person. So now we're gonna bring you this break and Chloe and Alexis wants to talk about their new business venture. So when we go to the park, we are gonna sell paper hats for a dollar. For a dollar. We made a bunch. Alexis made the airplanes. Are they all the... Make the paper hats. Oh, so Alexis made the airplanes, you made the paper hats? Yeah, the... I made all of those airplanes on my own. I made all the okay. hats by myself. <laughs> <laughs> what design, what design did y'all use to build y'all paper you products? our stuff in our tiny notebooks. I think that people would like it. Because it's a little cheap. I don't... Some of the stuff are messed up. And there you go. There you have it. Chloe and Alexis in their paper planes and their paper hats. So if people want to buy it from across the world, how, how can they buy it? <laughs> Should I put it on geekkidsco.com? Okay, I'll do that as soon as I get the website up. <laughs> I'll get the website up. I'm sitting here talking about online hacks. And yeah, all of our stuff is not even online either. Geek Moms Co. is up and running. Geek Moms Code just launched. I'm not. I'm not bringing a bike. I'm not carrying a bike. I'm carrying. Okay, let me deal with mommy stuff, and we'll be back with the rest of our hacks for not having a website but still having an online presence. So we're going to wrap up our hacks with our last two things. If you fall into the landing page category where you're like, I just need a landing page to get people to know more about my stuff, hire me as a coach, buy my product, buy my service, yada, yada, yada. (laughs) 
there's different ways that you can go about that. And I think when you think about landing page, the first thing you need to understand is how sales funnel works. Um, marketing a sales funnel, in the words of Andrea Moore, is not my industry. Um, if you talk to people, but you will have to, to create your funnel, to think about how you're going to structure your funnels and your lead pages and your opt-ins and all that stuff, I would definitely suggest pairing up with a marketing person, either pay for a consultation, take them out for coffee or something, give them something and kind of pick pick their brain on how you should go about it. And I don't and, and I say that with the warning of don't just go out and start asking people to pick their brain. Give them something in return for their time to kind of help you out on how you would have structured that. So if so does the most beginning route of doing some type of funnel or doing some type of opt-in or doing some type of landing page is to collect an email. So for that, you need to figure out a, what tool are you going to use to collect these emails? MailChimp is free. There's VIP plus or VI plus. Um, there are, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but there's other email integration systems that allow you to collect emails and send out your emails and to collect them you can use many different tools as your landing page so there's insta page which is not that great but it exists it's out there you can use that there is also i believe i'm not a hundred percent sure on this i think i'm like 20 percent sure on this about dot me may allow you to collect the email and now i'm thinking of it it might be a one percent i'm not 100 percent sure on that at all so don't quote me on about.me but there are other pages like about.me where you can collect people's emails to start sending them emails there's all there's also click funnels where you can create more than one type of landing page depending on what you are trying to put out there in the world so for example you might have a landing page that talks about what problem you're solving. Like that's your initial like, hello world, I exist. This is what I do. If you want to know more, sign up and you get their email. And then there's also the route of, hey, I built this incredible thing that can help you right now. Come grab this thing from me. The only thing you have to give is your name and email. So you might have a good 20 different funnels that you might have to build for yourself depending on what you're trying to put out there and what you're trying to get in return. So there's tools like ClickFunnels that you can use for that. And then there is the bloggers. So if you are writing and you want to get your content out there, there are many ways that you can go about that route too. Facebook does allow you to write actual pieces. A lot of people don't know this because people rarely, 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 rarely use it. There is, I believe it's notes. As a matter of fact, in the last 60 seconds I have, let me quickly look on my page and see if I can actually write a note. So I have to do a desktop. So yeah, you definitely have to do it on a desktop. So you have to get your computer, go to Facebook, and I think it's either on a page 
if you cannot do it from your profile page, you will have to do it from one of your actual business pages and see if you can post a article or a, um, a note. I think they call it a note, but I'm definitely going to double check and hop back on. But you can rock, you can rock, blah, blah, blah. you know what? You can write from Facebook actual articles. You can also do it on LinkedIn. And we're going to do a few more hacks for the blog right after this. So let's hop back into the bloggers. And if you want to put your blog out there. So I did look it up. Um, it's Facebook notes. What you have to do is you have to go to your profile page and your settings. You have to add a tab. And when you add a tab, you need to add notes. And then to add a note, you go to your about section and then you go scroll down to notes and then you add your notes. So besides utilizing like the different journal entries or the notes that you can use in Facebook and on LinkedIn, you can also utilize other CMS platforms like Blogger and Tumblr. But I will put it out there. I will put it out there. If you're going to use something like Tumblr and Blogger, tum- Tumblr, Tumblr is a little bit more pleasing to use, but I will say it's not the greatest. So if you are going to put your content there, just know that however it looks is just however it's going to look. Um, you can use a little bit of HTML and CSS to tweak it a bit. I know you could definitely do that with Blogger. But again, it's not going to be super perfect and you kind of have to use what you got. Also, if you're a blogger, another thing that I push is Medium. Medium, our publication for Geek Moms Code is on Medium. Um, Medium is not really about the looks. It's very minimalistic when it comes to the format and how you put the content out there. From Medium, it costs, it's free to like post your articles out there and people just go to medium.com slash Geek Moms Code. Well, we don't have Geek Moms Code. Ours is, uh, my personal one is medium.com slash at Ayoko, And then the Geek Moms Code one is actually connected to our domain, our, di- our direct domain. And for $75, you can connect your domain to their platform. So geekmomscode.com takes you to our Medium publication. So that was it for all the the hacks that we have. If you have hacks that you like to use to utilize your online presence to make it easier to hold your content, definitely call in, let us know. Also, um, you can comment on our Facebook page. If you're, if you clicked on the link from our Facebook page, you can also comment what tools you like to use. If you have questions, you can also comment either on the Anchor app or on Facebook or do a call in. And you can also visit us if you are not following us on Facebook or Twitter. You can follow us using facebook.com slash geekmomsco. On Twitter, our handle is geekmomsco. You can also subscribe to our newsletter at geekmomscode, not code, sorry, geekmomsco.com. <laughs>